Are you looking for ways to reduce stress in your life? As women, we can implement stress reduction methods to find peace in our lives. In this episode, I'll share biblical strategies and some of my own personal practices to help you move away from worry, anxiety, and tension and into being solidly grounded in the peace of God. Let's get into it. When it comes to women's health, there's an overwhelming amount of information out there, and honestly, it can be quite confusing. Diets, fads, trends, which one is right? What if I told you the answers to optimal health can be found in one of the most ancient medical books ever written, the Bible? If you're ready to take the guesswork out of living a healthier life, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Rock Your World Naturally Show. I'm Rakesia McMillan, honorably retired Air Force veteran, certified health coach, and award-winning author. After years of trying to recover my health the world's way, I was still sick, depressed, and had no energy. Finally, I surrendered to God and He showed me in the Bible how to recover my health, and it rocked my world naturally. My calling is to help women who are struggling and burnout to have more energy and lose weight by using God's prescription for physical, mental, and spiritual health. If you're ready to experience extraordinary health, grab your favorite herbal tea or power smoothie, and let's get ready to rock your world naturally. The Bible provides us with so many solutions to help manage the stressors of life. In Matthew, the sixth chapter, verses 24 through 35, Jesus provides his disciples with what I like to call a teachable moment and gives them the prescription for managing stress. And I'll just share the scripture and read what it says so that we can get a full picture of what Jesus was teaching his disciples, because we can also apply it to our own daily lives. Starting at verse number 25 in Matthew chapter 6, it says, Therefore I say unto you, be not anxious for your life, what you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor yet for your body, what you shall put on. Is not the life more than the food and the body than the raiment? Behold, the birds of the heaven that they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather in barns, and your heavenly Father feedeth them, and not ye of much more value than they? And which of you, being anxious, can add one cubit, the measure of his life? And why are you anxious about raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow, they toil not, neither do they spin. Yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God doth clothe the grass of the field, which today is, and is tomorrow cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Be not therefore anxious, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of these things. But seek ye first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Be not therefore anxious for the morrow, for the morrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil 
thereof. And so reflecting on this passage here, Jesus was telling his disciples that you're stressed out about food, you're stressed out about clothing, you're stressed out about what kind of house you're going to live in, in other words, the cares of life. And he was saying, I know you need all of these things. And just like I take care of the birds and all of creation, don't think for one moment that I won't take care of you because I will take care of you. But your focus cannot be on the things. And if we think about how we're living in this 21st century, we live in a culture that is obsessed with things. We're obsessed with the food. That's why our obesity rate is 65%. We're obsessed with clothing, the latest fads, the latest trends, outwardly covered. But when we really look at it deeply, inwardly, and spiritually, we're spiritually naked, although naturally clothed. We're obsessed with bigger houses, bigger cars, bigger things. And this is the great deception from the enemy because none of these things will ever bring true peace. In 1 John 2.16, it says, For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the boastful pride of life is not from the Father, but this is from the world. And so we know that we are naturally living in this world but we're really not of it. And as kingdom women of God, we are called to live distinctly different. And that even comes to managing stress differently according to the Bible, where the world says that we handle stress by taking a pill. We handle stress in a number of different ways, but we must look to the foundational of truth of how we are to manage stress. Philippians 4, 6 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. I want you to take a moment to pause and think about the various things that are going on in your life right now. How are you feeling physically, emotionally, spiritually? If you're experiencing aches and pains in your body, it could certainly be connected to the stressors that you have going on in your life. And this is a very real and this is a very common thing. How the Bible says there's no new thing under the sun David wrote in one of his psalms and one of his songs that he penned to God that when he kept silent or he did not communicate to God or confess his sin before God, in Psalm 32, it says that his bones wasted away through his groaning all day long. And when we talk about bones wasting away, today we know that as degenerative bone disease or degenerative joint disease, arthritis, 
And so those things can be very real in our body when the stressors of life come upon us. And David says he was groaning all the day long because he was in great physical pain because of the emotional stress that he was experiencing in his life. And so when you sense these symptoms that are affecting your body, not only do they impact your body, but they impact your thoughts and your feelings, as well as your behavior, that body-mind connection. And so being able to recognize those common stress symptoms can help us to manage what's going on. Because if stress is left unchecked, it can contribute to a number of health problems, such as high blood pressure, heart disease, obesity, and diabetes. And so I want to share some of the common effects of stress, how the stress on the body impacts the mood, which impacts the behavior. They're all synergistic, working together. And so if you have a headache, it can impact your mood with anxiety, which leads to overeating and even undereating. If you're having muscle tension or pain in your body, it can impact your mood to the point of feeling restless. That could lead to angry outbursts in your behavior. If you're having chest pain, that can impact your mood and having a lack of motivation or focus, which could lead to substance abuse, whether that is drug or alcohol abuse. If you're feeling chronically fatigued in your body, that can lead to your mood feeling overwhelmed and can lead to addictions such as tobacco use or even alcohol or drugs. If you're having an upset stomach, this can impact your mood and the sense of feeling sad or depressed and you're going to exercise less often, and it could also lead to sleeping problems, the body-mind connection. I'm going to break down the biblical prescription for managing stress that's going to focus on five pillars. And as I'm sharing them, I want you to measure your life and think about where you're at with each of these pillars. And naturally, a pillar is a tall vertical structure of stone, wood, or metal, and it's used to support a building. And if you remove a pillar, the building will become unstable and it will eventually collapse. And some of you listening are falling under stress because your pillars have been removed. And so I want you to think of today's episode as the opportunity to renovate and rebuild your temple with these five pillars. And so the first one focuses on Philippians 4 and 6, where we talked about not being anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition and thanksgiving, present your request to God. And so the first one must focus on returning to a place of prayer, talking to God and seeking him First, as in Matthew 6.33, as Jesus told his disciples. And so I need to share many times, naturally, individuals, we have a tendency to seek out 
the opinions of man or others, but God wants us to stop seeking the advice of social media influencers, stop seeking the opinions of man, and he wants us to seek him first. He wants us to ask him what he wants us to do, seeking his wisdom first. Now, I'm not saying that we should not consult with other people because God provides space for godly counselors in our lives, as it says in Psalm chapter one. However, he wants to be the first one that we talk to about matters in our lives so that he can point us in the right direction. And I can just share, you know, from my personal experience, I'm so thankful that as a young believer, that I was taught like the spiritual disciplines. And one of those disciplines is spending time with God first. And so my day, the first part of it, it must begin with God. My morning routine includes prayer. Because if I don't have that, like prayer for me is like my morning cup of coffee. (laughs) Like if I don't have prayer in my life every day, that I'm just off. I'm going to be in my flesh. I'm going to be grumpier. I'm going to be imbalanced. And so prayer has to be the first pillar that we're ensuring is stable in our lives. And in one of my other podcasts, podcast episode 62, I talk about what I call divine alignment, which includes prayer and fasting. Because if we're not aligned spiritually, then everything else in our lives, ladies, is just going to be off. That is just the way it is. That is the divine design. And so prayer is part of taking care of our spiritual life first, according to Matthew 6.33. And when it comes to kingdom or God principles concerning our health and what we need, He says that when we seek him first, when we seek the one, then that equates in addition. He will add what we need for food. He will add the clothing. He will add our shelter. He will supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory. And so seeking him first results in addition, a multiplication anointing in our lives is the way that God works. And so if our cup is not filled, we're going to go through the day depleted. We're going to go through the day imbalanced. But when we're engaging in prayer, it allows us to connect with God. We're seeking his guidance. We're finding his peace. We're in his presence. And so when we're there, what the Bible calls casting all of our cares upon him. We're casting worries, concerns, stressors, because the cares of life are just too much for us to carry. Like in our humanity, we cannot do this. And sometimes as women, because we're nurturers, it's in our divine makeup to care for and support for others. But when we begin to get in the way of what God wants to do by giving it to him, thinking that we can carry it, this is how we can become stressed out and overburdened. The Bible says, cast all of our cares upon him. Not only our cares, but the cares of others, those people that we have on our prayer list, 
those that we come in contact with, because he cares for us. And so as we're in that time of prayer, we're listening, we're waiting to hear what God is speaking to us. So getting that pillar of prayer back is number one. Number two is Bible study and meditation. Yes, this is spiritual fuel. This is how we feed our spirit. If we're not feasting on spiritual food, then we're going to become anorexic in the spirit. We're going to be very depleted. We are going to experience lack of joy because in essence, the word of God is the mind of God. Right. And so in order to have a Christ-like mind, to think like Christ, to think with the mind of Christ, it requires us to study and meditate on the Bible. And so if we're in social media or watching TV more than we're spending time with the word of God, then this will result in a stressful life. You only need to turn on the television for five minutes and you're listening to the news and your mind is bombarded with negativity. It is bombarded with all kinds of secularism, all kinds of humanism. And so we should not know more about what is going on in the world than we do in the word of God. Not saying that we don't need to be attuned to what is going on. Absolutely, we do. But we are in a critical time as prophecies about the end times are unfolding rapidly. This is no time to be out of alignment with God and what we are experiencing. We need to be connected through the word of God, through Bible study, and through meditation. We need to know what God is speaking, and we understand that through his holy word. And at the beginning of the year, God spoke to me about seven things that we need to be intentional about in 2023 in podcast episode number 85. And one of those areas is Bible study. This is also part of my morning routine. So spending time in prayer, Bible study, meditation, Because regularly studying the Bible and meditating on its teachings can bring clarity, wisdom, and peace. Romans 12, 1 and 2 says that this is how we renew our mind daily by reflecting on verses that emphasize trust and hope and God's faithfulness that can help to alleviate stress. Now, I'm the kind of person like I need structure and order and discipline in my life. I think it comes from my military upbringing as a military child, but as a retired military person, like I love structure. I need it in my life. (laughs) So for me, I have a daily Bible study. It's 30 minutes that I do. Um, Some of you may have heard me mention him before, but Dr. Vernon McGee has a wonderful Bible study, although this man of God is Um, been with the Lord for, I think, 30, 40 years now, maybe, that his Bible studies are still going strong because they're so fruitful and so rich and bring about that mind transformation because it is strictly studying the Bible. And his studies are actually called Through the Bible. It's a five-year Bible study where you map out 30 minutes of your day, take out your Bible, And we just go chapter by chapter in the word of God. 
And so another thing about studying the word of God and also meditating on the word, there are so many studies that show that meditation actually rewires certain parts of the brain, particularly our frontal lobe. So the prefrontal cortex covers the frontal lobe. And that's the part of the brain that's responsible for rational decision making. Research shows that meditation increases the gray matter in the prefrontal cortex. Having extra brain cells in this region can can boost our ability to make rational decisions. And so simply by meditating on the word of God, it's going to help you to make rational decisions. Sometimes in meditation, what I like to do is I put on like prophetic worship music in my meditation time. If I'm meditating on a scripture, the word of God, because music and meditation is very healing. And if you want to know more about music and meditation, I actually did a podcast episode number eight where I interviewed prophetic worship artist David Liscombe. And we talk about music, meditation, and healing. Number three is self-care of your temple. Taking care of your body physically, emotionally, and even mentally is essential for reducing stress. And so after I pray, I meditate, and I study the Bible, I prioritize self-care with exercise. So I focus on taking care of my temple according to 1 Corinthians 3.16. Know ye not that ye are the temple of the living God and the spirit of God dwelleth in you. If any man defile the temple of God, him shall God destroy. So I take out about 30 to 45 minutes to stretch. Sometimes I do weights, core exercises. I have leg day. Um, so I act, I exercise and after I exercise, I eat a healthy breakfast or I have a healthy protein shake to fuel my body with energy and strength. And I want to say that in order to get up early in the morning for me and to follow a consistent regimen, ladies, you must get sufficient rest and go to bed on time. <laughs> we can't be scrolling, looking at face. Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, there are times of rest that God has called us to. And so a lot of women are not getting enough rest. And this is creating a number of health issues for women. And I want to encourage you to listen to podcast episode 98, where I interviewed two-time international best-selling author and sleep expert, Shauna Robbins. This is a powerful episode that every woman needs to listen to. We talk about how lack of sleep is associated with dementia, Alzheimer's, and cardiovascular disease. Ladies, if you're not getting enough sleep, this is part of self-care of taking care of your temple. Listen to that episode. Number four, surrendering control to God. Recognizing that God is in control and surrendering worries and anxieties to him bring relief. Even as Jesus said, like, Can you add, you know, a cubit to your height if you're like worrying about all these things? Like 
adding is not going to bring any kind, adding anxiety to or worries is not going to bring any kind of relief to your life. So trusting in God's plan and relying on him for his strength can help to alleviate stress by allowing you to let go of burdens that you cannot simply control. And this is for all of us. And so could your stress be as a result of not fully trusting in God? There's a saying that says, let go and let God. Letting go means to remove those things in your life that are no longer serving you. Things that could be toxic, such as a relationship. That could be something that you've been holding on to and you know you need to let go of that God has been speaking to your heart clearly about, but you're still holding on to it. And many times, individuals may blame the enemy. They're under spiritual attack. There's a bunch of spiritual warfare going on. But in actuality, the chaos and the stress is a consequence of not letting go. (laughs) And so you're holding on to something that is of no benefit to your life. And it's holding you back from entering your peaceful place. One of my late grandmother's favorite scriptures that has always, it's also become one of my favorite scriptures is Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not to your own understanding, but in all of your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. I love this scripture because sometimes God's ways don't make sense, but when we trust him, it becomes clear and he gives us the grace to understand it as we go. And so if we want to fully experience God's peace, we've got to let go and let God We've got to fully surrender and allow him to be in control, to lead, to guide, and direct. And the fifth and the final pillar is that you must plan your days. You know, years ago, I attended a leadership conference with a church I was a member of, and I was so excited about attending. I was looking forward to the main speaker's message But you know what? I was taken aback when he shared the title of the message. The message was entitled The Power of Pen and Paper. And at first I was like, why is he teaching this at a leadership conference? We don't need to know about pen and paper. And, you know, and I was saying this and I'm what we call like a scribe. I'm always writing. I'm always, you know, jotting things down. But why are you trying to teach this at this leadership conference, we need to hear about leadership principles or something else. There's an adage that says, if we plan to fail, we fail to plan. And this also pertains to our personal lives. And many times I see women stressed out because they don't have a personal plan of what they have to do from day to day, week to week, month to month. And this creates chaos and disorganization And this creates stressful moments. You're missing meetings. You're forgetting things. You're missing important events. And if we think about God, if he mapped out seven days to create the heavens and the earth, and he set aside time to bring specific things into creation on certain days, who are we to think that we do not need to plan? (laughs) This is God's design. He is the divine planner. And so we must follow his blueprint in order to move beyond being stressed out. 
We live in an information age and we are not going to remember everything. And so having a plan to write things down helps you to become more productive as well as reach your goals daily, weekly, monthly, yearly, and beyond. David prayed to the Lord and asked God to teach him to number his days in Psalms 90 verse 12. Teach us to number our days that we may apply our heart to wisdom. Or as the Living Bible puts it, teach us to number our days and recognize how few they are. Help us to spend them as we should. This is excellent wisdom for us to be stress-free and to remain grounded because we can look and see what we have each day with a plan in place. And sometimes, you know, things happen. Life happens, especially when we have kids, if you're married, family, life, things happen. But we can be flexible in that. But when we're putting things down on a calendar or a planner, it helps to prevent conflict. And we have a great idea of what is ahead. It relieves stress. It takes the guesswork out of a lot of things. In the past... I used to use a Franklin planner and I love the Franklin planner. I think they're absolutely amazing. If you've never used one, I encourage you to get one. It will be a blessing to you. But now I've transitioned into using a Google calendar. I'm all digital now. And that took some time for me to transition from paper, which I use from time to time but it's mostly digital now. I use a Google Calendar. It helps me to set up appointments, create tasks, color code. It's perfect for me. And so finding the planning system that works for you, I would recommend that you start out simple. Find out something that you're going to enjoy that's going to be easy for you to use. And so just a few other things that I want to share when it comes to relieving stress in your life. Keep a simple sense of humor. The Bible reminds us that laughter is like medicine. We need to laugh more. Spend time with your family, your friends. Set aside time for hobbies such as reading a book or even cooking new healthy recipes. And if you're not sure what hobbies to pick up, I'm encouraging you to listen to podcast episode 55, where I interview Mary Kenyon and we discuss her book, Call to Be Creative, A Guide to Reigniting Your Creativity. As we close out, I'm reminded of Luke chapter 10, verses 38 to 42, where Jesus and his disciples were on their way. They came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. And she had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. And she came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister's left me to do all this work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you're worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better and it will not be taken away from her. Martha was cumbered about with much serving. And the dictionary says that to be cumbered about is to be hindered by obstruction or interference or to be hampered. It is to be burdened in a troublesome way, to be perplexed or distressed. 
And Jesus told Martha that her sister Mary was doing the one thing. She was sitting at his feet. She was experiencing the best part and it would not be taken away from her. And I want to encourage you to find the space to pull away from the noise, from the distractions, from social media, from the busyness of life and focus on that one thing, which is sitting at the feet of Jesus. This is the biblical prescription for overcoming stress by getting our spirit filled with his word and being in his presence. And when we are filled up, then we can go out and pour out the love and light of Christ with others that we come in contact with. We will be better women, mothers, wives, business owners, friends, and servants of Jesus Christ. And so I pray that these approaches have been a blessing to you. I practice them and I have grown in these areas in my life over the years. And I pray that you will ask God to give you the strength to create that sacred space for him to achieve a place of peaceful grounding, to move away from the stress and into his presence. And I pray that you were blessed by this podcast or that you got something out of it. And if you would like to leave a review, please do so. I'd like to hear how this episode impacted your life. I do read the reviews. They're a blessing to me to know that you're being encouraged by the message of health for the spirit, soul, and body. If you feel like you need additional support, reach out to me on my website, rakesiamcmillan.com. I would love to strategize and connect with you to teach you how to number your days. God bless you and have an amazing week. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. I pray that it blessed and challenged you to move towards living the abundant life that God has for you. If so, would you stop right now to share this episode with someone who's been praying to improve their health spiritually, physically, or emotionally? I would love it if you could take 30 seconds to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. This is the only way that I know that you're liking the show. Also, it rocks my world to hear from you. Lastly, come on over to my free community, RakesiaMcMillanCommunity.com to grab your free gifts. I have everything you need to know about working with me, taking my courses, or connecting. Also head over to RakesiaMcMillan.com to explore my health products and sign up for free complimentary health coaching. My prayer for you will always be 3rd John 2. Beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. I'll see you in a few days. God bless.